Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, preparing you for another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through. But before we begin, as always, I want to make sure everyone knows how to get in touch with the show. You can find us on any one of our social media footprints, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also out there on YouTube at Roll the Hard 20. Also, if you listen to us on whatever podcast app you listen to us on, please be sure to leave us that five-star rating and review. It really does help out the analytics, and and I could tell that from the analytics so far, we are garnering more listeners, and I, I can't thank you guys enough. Please keep up the good work. We're doing our end. We're trying to get it out there, and all we ask is that you, you try to do that as well. And if you feel so inclined to help out the show, there's a couple different ways you can do that. Number one, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 podcast for as little as a dollar. You too can help out the show, practically giving that shit away. And there's different tiers as well. Head on over there and check that out. Also, second and most important, tell a friend or a family member about us. If you're having a, a blast listening to the show and you think it's funny or you really like the topics that we're, we're running, all the different APs, then please tell a friend or a family member about it. Maybe they could use a little bit of levity in their life as well. I also wanted to... Um, throw out a little fish line out there of kind of something that's going to be coming down the pike. Uh, we're going to be having a little bit of a, probably a mechanics change up uh, in the near future here. And I, I'm going to kind of keep that under, under wraps and close to the chest, but I just want to let you know that I think that we're probably going to be doing this. So be prepared. I, I prepared people before when we were talking about running carrying crown or running hidden shrine or running dragons demand, or every time we drop hints about running different uh, Delta Green scenarios. This is another one of those hints. This is this is foretelling the future. And no, I'm not Nostradamus. But I can tell you, I do predict that you should warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode 14 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Exploring Bellhang. Enjoy, everybody. And please, drop us a line. If you pay me uh, 20 bucks, I'll shave my balls. Oh. No, no, it's like a pool. I think you're going to go broke on that one, but. Yeah. Still grow hair down there? (laughs) 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 It feels like a trap. It is. It's a trap. It's a trap. Do do not engage. Fucking Admiral Akbar. Uh, That's so funny. (laughs) Still grow hair down there? Oh, God. What's the. What have I gotten myself into with you guys? Oh, pull out of trouble. You don't trust me. Wait until I'm at the end of this bourbon, and then we'll uh, we'll talk. (laughs) I'm missing some dice. Nick, are you back up? Yep. What's going on, Nick? (laughs) We lost him a couple times already. Oh yeah, he said I saw his message about the uh, his laptop dying. Hey, Dad. How's the Wi-Fi? She's fine. I think never. Whoa. I got a new light and it's like I'm trying to get it going because I always feel like I'm like it looks good. Dark. Yeah, Amazon. Dark light. Dark. 
got like all kinds of modes and stuff. Mode. Is it one of those round ones? No, we were looking at a ring light, but she found uh, this one on Amazon and it does like different colors. It is like a, a bright light, a soft light. It changes and it's like the intensity is just crazy on it. You have to show me what you got at some point. All right. Yeah, because I wanted a ring light to, to just put in front of the camera because yep. it always feels like the lights that I have at home just aren't bright enough. It always seems like I'm pretty dark in here. So I just set this one up for now and. Well, Gavin ran some lights around the perimeter of his ceiling, and I think I'm going to get those where they they could be different colors like blue, red, yellow, green, whatever. And I guess it's controlled through an app on your phone. Oh, but whenever I walk room, in his huh? room, it's just this this omni color, but it's soft, unlike these things, which are just super white, like hospital. Whoa, whoa. whoa super whoa. white. Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. White light. Very uh, bright. <laughs> LED. Oh, we ready? Is everybody ready? Uh, Nick, you good? Yep. Good. Nick good. needs a break. Give me a test. Test. Testies one. Testies two. Test. Hairless. Test. Hairless testies one. And We're good. Two. You still with me, <laughs> Ryan? You still there? Of course, I'm still right. here. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm waiting for this to devolve further. Well, I'm gonna take a <laughs> swill, and then we're gonna we're gonna head on in down the rabbit hole. Uh, make greetings. like a baby and head out. Hey, my turn. <laughs> Where are you at, <laughs> Chris? You are hazardous to my sanity. <laughs> Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, uh, your trusted dungeon master, Brian, and with me, the hard slingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. We enter episode 14 of our Dragon's Demand run through. So let me get a little bit of a rundown. So you've met with the Baroness Devi and explained to her what happened to cause the Witch Tower to collapse. And she then expressed to you how she would very much like for you to eliminate the Blood Vow Kobold tribe, as they seem to have been responsible for this collapse. She also told you that they're most likely holed up somewhere in the old quarry where they used to mine for limestone several hundred years ago, in which case you did agree to that. You then ventured into Belhaim proper, spent the night there, freshened up. Then you begin to resupply yourselves and you met Casper Timek of Timex General Store. Uh, after a little bit of coin, he gave you some information about a few of the businesses in town, as well as a rumor that a few of the people had gone missing, possibly due to the Kabolds. But he asked that you not mention it to Sheriff Ben Hovey that, uh, that he gave you this information. He also mentioned that he could possibly be a source of info, uh, maybe an ally, if you will, maybe. Uh, but he told you that there were eyes everywhere watching and that he had to be careful of this. And looking out of the onto the street, uh, I believe it was Stabby actually noticed somebody standing in a darkened uh, alley across the way, but he was unable to determine who this individual was before that individual left. So we pick up, you guys are still in Timex General Store. He told you that he was going to be closing up the shop a little early this day because uh, 
two gold coins is probably more than he's made in the past two days. So I hate to keep you adventurers waiting, but uh, I believe I've given you all the addresses of all the individuals that you asked for in town. Is there anything else I may be of assistance before I basically call it a day? No, you've been a help, certainly. We'll uh, do a little exploring before we uh, uh, continue on this task. What about you, little man? You've been up my ass like a tree tick because you gave me coin. You feel I owe you something. Yes, you halfling. That's the way it works. I give you money, you give me something in return. I understand that, young man, but we have to be moderate with the information that we exchange with one another. And this is not a one-way street either. There may be times I may need something from you as well. Beyond gold? Yeah, gold doesn't always do what we need it to do. <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't want to keep all of you hmm. pestering in my store. Heaven forbid whoever just saw us across the street there reports back to whoever is keeping an eye on the four of you. Suddenly, like completely clueless, Horn suddenly looks over his shoulder across the street. And you could, you don't even have to make a perception check, but you can tell that there's an empty alley across the way. Okay. But Debbie, you saw the individual as well as Timek. I did. <clears throat> um, I say to Timek, I say, uh, look, I, I understand that we're paying you for information. Um, we also don't want to put you or your business in harm's way. Um, you know, we can be discreet, but, That's appreciative. We, but we will be back, uh, likely for additional information. Um, it, we will pay for it, of course, um, cause it's risky for you. And, and I would like to explore later, um, your comment about, uh, it's not just gold that you may be looking for and that you may need other assistance. That is true. And I, I appreciate your discretion in town when it comes to the mention of my name. Well, of course, one must always have uh, under, I mean, uh, allies. <laughs> we will be discreet. Timek. Now, one of the things that he had mentioned, uh, I believe Flint Hardshaft, you had asked if there was a blacksmith in town. Oh, yes, I do recall. Blackus the Smithesis. Bacchus. Bacchus the Smithesis. DM got real lazy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bet on this because that's true. I told you. Um, but you had asked where it was located. I said it was uh, the address was number 16 off uh, Canterclaw Road. You can barely see that. So Stebby overhears the... Uh... That, that Flint is muttering that he he cares to go to the uh, the half orc blacksmith, yeah. and I look at him. I said, uh, Flint, it, it appears we're done with Timek. Here, are you are you ready to go to see the blacksmith? Yes, I believe uh, Sir Sirkin and I uh, both wanted to see the blacksmith and try to figure out what he's tinkering on and see if he can make us some uh, some special items for our journey. Sounds good to me. Re recall that he said, Flint, that uh, the half-orc spends a lot of time at Greyhands. So we oh, yeah. may not see him at his his blacksmithy shop. Oh. 
but but we should check there first. Yeah, don't make eye contact with him either. He's very don't shy. Make, don't look away. <laughs> away. A shy half orc. Oh my gosh, had a troubled past. Did I'm actually looking for a piece of paper I had, and I can't find that damn thing. Anyways, tell me what you guys want to do. Uh, let's. I don't remember what sixteen up. I didn't pull my map up, but. Uh, 16 is just a short ways. We're at number five on Kingfisher Road. No, we're at nine. Number nine. Oh. We're at nine. So nine. we, um, uh, Flint, we're um, basically uh, the, southeast. The blacksmith is, yeah, just like southeast. Okay, we're southeast. Okay, perfect. We go up that way. I mean, the Pakistari shop was, uh, I think, mailing address number five, right? Yeah, the uh, if I recall, uh, Apothecary was five. And that was uh, Apothecary Zenmei. I would like to go there. Um, I have this these potions that I picked up uh, early in the Cabal Tower that that I'm interested in uh, determining what it is because it didn't look like a health potion. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll stop at the blacksmith. See if he's there. If he's not, then we'll go to the Apothecary. Um, afterwards my printer just went in some wig mode just now sorry so we're going to go to the apothecary uh no we're going blacksmith to the blacksmith then. okay so he had mentioned that the blacksmith was number house number 16 on canticler road that's actually right across the way from the wise piper inn and the uh the dodogian livery stable where you guys originally had dropped off your caravan. Yep. And it's not far. I mean, you guys get back out on the road. It's literally uh, two buildings away. As you guys start moving east along Canticleer Road, you could start to smell uh, the soot coming from the, the anvil and the furnaces and, and everything else. Your buddy John Henry's texting me because he's got nothing better to do right now. So what time of the day is it? Is it still morning around? Yeah, it's still about 10 o'clock in the morning right now. Cause you guys did get up a little late and then you went over and dealt with Timex. You can hear this hammer clinking around. Ting, 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 ting. It sounds like multiple It's not hammers. late enough for him to be at Greyhand yet. Yeah. Possible. Well, unless it's Sunday, then he could be doing brunch. <laughs> or it's an apprentice. Cheers. As you guys <laughs> make your way, you see that there's a, a rickety old wooden building it's got a large wooden awning that, that extends out probably about 15 feet, providing shade over a couple of these uh, hearths and furnaces. You see anvils underneath this area, and it doesn't look like there's any type of a uh, like a barricade or, or a mini wall. It's just basically everything that this awning covers appears to be like the, an invisible barrier where every, you see several of these individuals working, ting, 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 ting. And there's not just one half work. You actually see five of them just, just banging away on metal. Some of them are quenching uh, pieces of iron in water and stuff. Tell me what you'd like to do. I make an after you gesture to uh, Flint. Oh. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. Uh, oh, this I ought got, to be good. I know. I always get Blaxis 
well, was it Bacchus? Bacchus. Think we're looking like for Bacchanal. We're looking for black. <laughs> I got it so drilled in my head now. What's the name of that guy that played Thurston Howell the Third? Jim Bacchus, wasn't it? Bacchus. Jim oh. Bacchus. Bacchus. So think Smithis. of that. The guy that played Thurston Howell the Third on Gilligan's Island was Jim Bacchus. Who yeah, love that you. really dates me, but. Well, don't worry We're looking it. for Mr. Smithesis. You see, you see <laughs> he's a Smith. He come. He looks at the four of you approaching one of the half orcs does, and and without interrupting the other one, other half orcs, he rises up to his full six foot seven inch height, and he looks over at you. You see, he's got scraggles of hair sticking off of his head. He's got like a half burned. Uh, facial uh, hair and he looks at you and he says well what could I be of assistance for you with his fangs jutting out you notice that his that the two lower fangs that are jutting are capped with these silver cones on them hmm. what can I do for you master dwarf we are um, currently going to explore outside this area and was wondering if you could uh, maybe do some adjustments to some climbing gear that I recently purchased. What kind of knee do you mm. have? Maybe some tighter straps on it. And, you know, I know we we're in, in town and needed uh see if I could find up maybe a, a better ax, see what you had in, in store there. Uh, Lovely axe, teeth um. you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely teeth you got there. I'm going to get the cat <laughs> No. <laughs> Your teeth seem a little loose. <laughs> These caps are too heavy. What would you like me to outfit you with, Master Dwarf? I could uh, like me to, to help secure or reinforce some of the hooks that you, you have there? Yes, please. And he looks hey. at it. Give them to me. Let me take a peek at them. All right. I'll hand them over. He looks yeah. at him. He's, Let me guess. The stuck crop. Time might be selling you, eh? Uh, yes, we stopped. But unfortunately, he didn't carry my size. So, you know, I got him for a slightly larger build. And It's going to be too silver, be. but I can, we'll reinforce it for you. All right. Perfect. You give me about, uh, say, 20 minutes or so. Nick's over at several of his band of of half orcs were to huey dewey take this over there you see two of the half orcs come over grab it they're both i guess in tandem is there anything else i could do for you uh flint will kind of gesture towards uh Kjartan and kind of give him the way huh? i don't think Kjartan's part of this group anymore Different one, yeah. Different <laughs> one. Circin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong AP. <laughs> but for those of you that are listening to this show, head on over to our Hidden Shrine of Tomoecon downloads. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I'm going to turn up Bacchus and ask him, <clears throat> shit. Um, I don't shit on command. <laughs> <laughs> Only willingly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for some like protection either for myself or some like armor. 
how long would it take to fashion some chainmail, or do you have like any shields available? Well, I have some stuff that's already available. Um, we like to tinker around a bit here and there. Uh, what kind of protection are you looking for? Just just an overall barrel-chested? Oh, what, what are we yeah. talking about here? Mostly uh, chainmail to cover my body, um, as well as maybe a, a shield I can carry. Mm. Yeah, I'll see what I could do. We got a couple of old shields from some of the loser um some of the adventurers that have retired lately i'll cut your deal on that if you like say five uh gold for the shield another 12 for the uh chain mail. all right yeah sounds good to me so i hand over <laughs> hey dewey go get that shield and chain mill from the last guy that we procured from so you see one of the half orcs go into the back room moments later you, you hear all this clanging and banging of metal being dropped and shifted around you see him come back out and he hands you a shield and it's it's a medium-sized shield you can see there's several dents on it it actually looks like at one point part of the upper portion has been pierced by something as you can tell that there's a perforation that that's extended inwards and he hands you the chain mail and you see there's a few chain links that are have been uh basically broke and you get the idea that if, if you were holding that shield that that hole in the shield would probably line up with the hole in the chain mill there you go hopefully it does better luck for you than it did for him how long would it take for you to repair this equipment oh something like that uh if we're just doing the chain mill it'd probably take about an hour if we're going to do the shield it's probably going to be a little longer we're gonna have to pound that hole closed and do a little welding and make a plate on that probably another couple hours. When do you need it by? Probably a couple hours. I mean, we're still going to be in town for a little bit before we venture off, I think. Okay, now this is sold as is. If you want me to fix it, it's going to be another six gold. Six for both? Yeah. All right. Okay. Deal. Hey, Clyde, fix this takes it out of your hand and just kind of chucks it towards one of the, the anvils and you see the half-orc just kind of look down at it and just keep banging on what he's already working on. Doesn't seem to see too much of a sense of an urgency to it. Will that be all, Masters? Yes. Yeah, for me. What about you, Halfling? Uh, I pull out my daggers and uh, see if he can sharpen these instruments of death. Hmm. Very nice. Let me take a look at that. How many do you have? Three. Three? Takes one of them over to the grinder and deftly sizzles it across. Takes the other one and then takes a third one. He brings them back and two of the three are razor sharp. The other one doesn't seem to be much sharper than it originally started out. Tell you what. You guys want me to mess with your toys here? Set up an appointment, will ya? As it is right now, it's getting on about 10.30. I got an appointment over at Greyhounds. Um, we're we're on an important mission from the Baroness. Oh, good God, you don't we, say. No, we, we would appreciate if uh, you could stick around a little longer. We'll, we'll make it worth your while financially. 
But, but we could what, really use your help in outfitting Either one us. of my apprentices, Huey, Dewey, Louie, or Clyde, can take care of this for you. Are they as good as you? Oh, they're excellent. Anyways, boys. If you need I, a would drink, like, I would actually like to roll an insight when he says they are excellent. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that is a 16. 16? He is being genuine. So, uh, if anyone's you hear a dog barking off in the distance. <laughs> if you, if anyone's paying attention, to Warren, he actually kind of like seems to like just like rub, like uh, just bring his his lower lip thoughtfully for a moment, looking at the other hand, and just kind of like does a quiet nod and doesn't say anything. Excuse me, young master, are you uh, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Um, and then as he says that, Warren will like glance over and, and look at, I'm assuming like they, he's got like a handful of like weapon racks on display. A handful of what? Like uh, like a weapon rack with like a handful yeah, he's of weapons. Got, but their weapons are, are the ones that he's repairing or are due to be repa- repaired. It's like it got a few halberds on there, a few mm-hmm. spears, some short swords, um, things like that. Tags hanging on them, you know. Yeah, a mor- okay. <laughs> There's a morning star on there, which you know looks as it has not yet been serviced. You can see that one of the fins on the morning star has been sh- probably broken off, not sheared off, but broken off at some point. And Warren will just kind of like look at that, and he just kind of like lightly like runs his hand along and and uh, just like touching each one, almost as if like somehow gauging some aspect of the weapon, and just a. No, I have nothing here. My my uh, uh, allies here are the ones who uh, uh, need your services. I am fine. And as he says that, he uh, uh, points at like a little torch sconce that's on the wall in there, and uh, he the flames suddenly make a shape of like a humanoid figure pounding an anvil for like a moment before he waves his hands and dismisses the image. He looks at you. And he just smiles, but it's a smile of like admiration. I like how you know flame. Anyways, if you meet me at the Greyhands, your first drink's on me. <laughs> now get the fuck out of the way. And he moseys past you, and you see him make a right out of his store, heading back towards like where Timex General Store was at. But then you see him turn up the road and start heading up that way. Meanwhile, you hear his other four uh, blacksmiths banging away on on the stuff that you had them basically repair and sharpen and stuff. Excellent. What would you like to do? Are you guys going to wait for your equipment to be ready? or? Uh, I think they said it was going to take a little while for Sirkin's stuff to get finished. Yeah, we can run a few other things in town yeah while we wait uh i think we wanted to go to number five now the apothecary okay then that is actually right next to um you have to pass it actually it's right next door to the uh nope it's not sorry it's two doors down 
okay. from where you currently are right now. So you head on over that way. As we're um, leaving, can I do a perception to see if anyone has kind of been, if any of these faces that we've seen around town are kind of looking familiar, maybe we have a tail on us or anyone kind of following us from, because you said it was a distance from the general store to the blacksmith, right? Yeah, it was actually, I'm sorry, the, the blacksmith is four doors down from the general store. Number six, where you're going is actually two doors down. So you went, I, I, I screwed up. It's actually four doors away from you for the blacksmith. Where you want to go to the apothecary is two doors away oh. from, from Timex. So you'd have to come back two doors to get there. Oh, okay. So on your way to the blacksmith, you pass the apothecary okay. and then continued going. Continued further up. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That was, that was my bad. I, it's six and 16. So. Oh, good, man. Get numbers bigger, Paizo. <laughs> Add more doors. So you said you wanted to make it in, an inspection or investigation? Uh, investigation. Okay, uh, go ahead. See if anyone's kind of lurking around. That is... That's five. Five? For investigation. You see a lot of people milling about. You really don't see anybody taking notice of you as you're going from one place to another and then making your way back again. Although... Your movement seems odd. It doesn't, you don't detect anybody having noticed you doing this. Okay. Also, I have to imagine that we're quite a bit different than a lot of the people in the area. So like, well, for one, Warren is much more flashily dressed than most. Yeah, and um, this this town is not a, a high-end town. It's, it's very rundown. Mm-hmm. What wherever their monies came from a long time ago when it flourished was brought in by the limestone. And when the quarry got flooded, they weren't unable to get the limestone out. And so the town basically just makes its money off uh, minor trades and, and people that come and go and stuff. It, it really doesn't have a commerce per se. So that's that's the way the town looks right now it's still in a dilapidated uh state but you could tell mm-hmm. that people aren't really hungry you know they're they're happy they're 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 well off but poor not really well off or they're, not... they're content would probably mm-hmm. be a better okay uh, description of it their ta- their their needs are being taken care of at yes least. yeah okay Sirkin, what are you doing you're gonna hang out at the uh blacksmith or are you going to Go with them. No, I'm going to go with them. There's no point waiting around. <clears throat> okay. So you see that the, the door to the apothecary is closed. But it doesn't look like this shop is closed. It just looks like the door itself is closed. Walk in. Okay. Check the door, see if it's open. It is. Walk it's unlocked. In. As you open the door, you hear a bell ring. And you're assaulted by this cool air as it begins to leave the building and starts to go past you to the outside. And you hear a voice from the back ask you, uh, could you please close the door? I I would prefer to keep the cool air inside. Ah, yes, certainly. And uh, Flint will wait for everyone to walk inside and close the door. 
And again, you hear the bell close ding as you close the door. And when you're inside, you, you feel very refreshed. You feel this cool air about you, uh, basically tingling on your face. You smell the fragrance of all kinds of wild and rare floral arrangements all about you. You see all on the shelves, all these small vials of different sizes, different colors. You see plants hanging, some of them drying, some of them soaking in, in jars of water. I'll be with you in just a moment, please. I'm I'm currently doing something in the back. I'm trying to get some of this product uh, packaged up. Please feel free to look around. Okay, I'd like to look uh, around, see if he's got anything that's um, like potions, uh, you know, an area of potions. There's all kinds of stuff all about. You do see that there are some sealed, uh, like counters or cabinets, whatnot, but they're they're sealed with glass. They almost look like a glass hutch where they have a, a rounded hood to them. Okay. And inside, you see a few shelves of all these different colored sealed vials. Are any of the vials uh, labeled as to what they may be? They look to be written with some kind of a uh, of a scripture that you would not be familiar with without trying to make it some form of a check. Yeah, I'd like to do, uh, was it Arcana check? Yes. Okay, I'd like to do an Arcana check to see if I can uh, decipher what is written on them. Okay. That's a... Oh, actually, huh. I rolled a one, but I'm uh, I have half lean luck, so I get to roll again. Okay. You eat. <laughs> uh, rolled a twenty, not a hard twenty. Oh. A classic twenty. You're able to decipher that some of these squiggles remind you of some of the things you might have seen in your travels as you lifted procured items from other people, and it looks as though they say they're reminiscent of being healing potions some kind of elixir that will help to uh, invigorate you. And you can tell that they are different styles of healing potion. They're a light blue, but they're clear. Okay. Unlike uh, the, unlike the potion that you have, which is, uh, I believe it was a blue, but it was opaque. Yes. Okay. So it's an opaque blue. Do I see, can I roll perception or just can I look to see if any of the blue potions are opaque, like the one that I have? At a cursory glance, you don't see any, but if you want to make a perception check or, or an investigation check, yeah, it'd probably be better. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, we'll just... like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. 16? 16. You do not see one. Okay. I'll, I'll hold on to that potion and wait for uh, Zen May to come back and see if he can uh, identify it for us. Um, okay. That, that's the only question that I have. Okay. Warren, did you have something you wanted to add? Uh, I was just gonna like stand behind uh, uh, Stabby and um, look over, look over him at whatever who is observing, and just see if I can make sense of any of the potions. After a few moments, you see somebody come from the back room. His hair looks all tied back in a ponytail, got a bandana on his head, looks all tie dyed. He's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" What can I do for you? What you all looking for, man? Uh, I'm I'm looking for some uh, healing potions. Oh, However, we got them all lined up for you, all of them. Excellent. Um, I'm what curious. Are you looking though, for? I I have a potion that is is blue like your other healing potions here. However, mine is opaque. 
I'm wondering if you might be able to identify what type of potion this is. Opaque blue, huh? Well, opaque blue. May I take a peeky at that? You may. I hand I hand the opaque blue potion over. He looks at it, holds it up to the light, takes a candle that has incense burning and stuff, and he kind of holds it behind it, and he's turning the, the vial up and down, kind of gives it a, a gentle shake, looks at it, and you mind if I open this up, buddy? Please you, do. You okay with that? Yeah, please do. Pops it. Hmm. Smell a little bit of a gypsum in here. Hmm. You didn't drink any of this, did you? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. He holds it up with the capsule off, and he just pours it right on the floor. Caps the bottle, throws it in a trash can. Yeah, you don't want to drink that. Not unless you uh, want to die. Don't die. Hmm. Okay. Well, I thank Zenmei, and I toss him a gold coin. Thank you for uh, looking out for... Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you. A lot of incense for you. Fires up another one. What else can I do for you guys? Where are you like guys going, man? What are you guys doing? You guys out here on some kind of a trip? Man, I've been taking a trip since this afternoon. I was like going to say, are you sampling your own goods? Got to make sure the dynamite, yo. What can I get for you guys? I'll look at everyone else and I'll look at him. Um, I mean, some of us may have some other questions, but I think predominantly we want to make sure that we are equipped with uh, some healing potions. I would have to imagine at least one each. I look to the others with a kind of a questioning look. Yeah. At least one, yeah. Well, if Zenmei's got it, you can get it. Amongst other things, too. You know, we sell screens here, dudes. Screens? Yeah. <laughs> no, what kind of screens? Pray tell. Oh, forget it. If you don't know, man, it's all right. What What do you need? You need some kind of potions? You want some, some potions that'll make you feel good, keep you rolling through the day? You want some potions that'll... Pick you up when you're down on the floor. What, what, what kind of potions you need? Um, I I'd like. I tell him that we we're adventurers that have uh, encountered some pretty difficult situations. Um, does he have any recommendations of potions or any apothic type of things that that we may uh, be interested in? Now you're not talking stress. You're talking about when your shit's in the dirt, right? When my shit's in the dirt. Hmm. He goes over to one of those glass hutches and you see him lift up his back end of the hutch, by the way. I was going to say, where are we going with this? <laughs> I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, down in the dirt are we doing? <laughs> he starts thumbing around through some of the vials and he grabs a few of them and he brings them back and you see three of them are, are translucent blue and one of them is like a translucent uh, like purple He's like, you know, I got these three right here. These are the only ones I got that I've made up in the past week. These will heal you right up. This one right here, it'll give you partial healing, but it's going to make you feel so good like you could conquer anything. It's a small bump, huh? It's a good bump, though. Doesn't last that long, though. But uh, 
It might be just what you need to get through a rough spot. You have any in-laws? Got a brother-in-law? The purple one? We'll settle that problem with your brother-in-law if you know what I'm talking about. I got several ex-brother-in-laws. Let me tell you, every time family gathering, the purple all day long. <laughs> it's got that purple drink. <laughs> purple <laughs> drink. <laughs> Warren looks a little confused. For them or for you? For you. Okay. How much? Well, these little blue ones right here run 10 gold each, but the purple, purple is 20 gold. 20 gold. Now, looking by your well-dressed friend over there, I don't think money would be much of a problem for you guys. I mean, he's a, he's, what is he, a prince? Looking all dapper? I'll tell you what, I'll give you all four bottles for the ring on his hand. Stabby looks over at uh, Warren with a quizzical look if, if he is uh, prepared to part with his ring. Warren looks over at the the herbalist. I'm spacing on his name. Zenmei. Looks over at Zenmei. With the uh, hand that has a ring, he raises his hand. <laughs> Gives him the finger. <laughs> Puts the, fa- the ring points on an the middle. Index, points an index uh, up so that you can see the, the, the ring very clearly. And you actually see like uh, fire and like force magic like swirl on the end of it. And he says, please try it. No, no, I mean, no offense, buddy. I'm just saying. I mean, I'll give you the whole lot for the ring if that's on the if that's on the table. That's all. And you first give off, an extra discount. Uh, I, first I'll, off, I'll... first off, Zenmei, you do not want the trouble of the ring. Second so off, I, we I have interview. gold. We have gold to pay for the potions. Uh, Stabby, well, I didn't think money was a problem, but I just thought maybe. We'd like to do a little barter, and if, if that was on the table, meant no offense, truth, please. Tr- oh, truth be told, Zenmei, if I was exchanging this ring for something, I would be exchanging it for your shop and your indentured servitude. So Stebby interjects and looks at Warren and says, Warren, please, we're in this gentleman's business, his establishment. So you condone slavery, huh? <laughs> we should we should pay proper respects to this business owner. We oh, no, in. no, little halfling. Don't, I don't take offense. It was merely a question, and I can see how truly valuable the ring is. But all that being said, if you guys like the potions, here they are. They're yours. All right. For 50 GP. Flint will grab the uh, gold pieces and, and hand it over to him. He grabs each of them, lays them out, moves his hand in front of them like a curtain. And as his hand passes each stack, you see them disappear behind, it. you know, so like as they're leading, they disappear as his hand goes beyond. He says, 
Well, I thank you. Anytime you guys need anything, man, I got the kind stuff. I'm here all day long, but I close it too. Two. Two, two. Two, two. I, uh, Stebby nods to Zenmei and rushes himself out the door. Uh, he, he's um, mildly irritated at, at Warren's um, demeanor with Zenmei. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Warren will just kind of incline his head and nod in thanks. Well, thank you too, young young prince. Anytime you need anything else, please. I'm here all the time. Seven days a week. All the time. Until two. Until two. Of course. My liege. Make and... an insight check, Warren. Oh, uh, lordy. Oh, hey, uh, 20, not a hard 20 again, flaccid 20. This this individual looks way more intelligent and his faculties are certainly greater than what he appears to be. Of course he is. Um, and then Warren will turn around and leave. Thank you all. Please make sure you close that door. Don't want to let the cold air out. It's hot as hell out there. You can hear the, mm-hmm. the bell ring as you guys open the door and the bell ring again as it closes. You still have a little time, Sirkin, before your uh, shield and chainmail are done. Flint, most likely your shit is already handled. Back at Bacchus's uh, smithy. Bacchus's smithies. Smithersons. <laughs> smithy Smitherson. Yeah. Um, Flynn's okay waiting until, you know, Sirkin stuff is all done. Now, ironically, you guys are standing on the corner of Canticleer Road and Devi Road. You guys are right uh, at the, uh, the intersection of that. I'll, I look at the other as well. Is there anywhere else that anyone wanted to go? Gotta have a um, brothel here somewhere. I, I would like to. Gotta be a what? Brothel. What kind of man of the cloth are you? <laughs> uh, Very I, kind. He's a holy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested in. Uh, I look at the group and and uh, I'm interested in Devlin's devices at uh, address twenty three. We we heard. Um, you know, heard that going late at night, actually, oh, yeah. when exactly. you guys were on your way back after crossing yep. the bridge, yep, on your way to the Wise Piper Inn. So I, I look at the rest of the group and and confirm: is everybody uh, interested in going to Devlin's? I make an after you gesture to uh, Stabby. Oh yeah, I'm down. Flint's down. Okay. Uh, once the uh, once uh, Flint and Sirkin begin to walk, I. I um, motioned to Warren and I, I placed my hand on his arm and said, I can uh, back for, like, to speak with you. Warren just kind of inclines his head. So I, I, I say to Warren, I said, uh, Warren, um, I, I was not really um, 
not very approving of your behavior in Zenmei's store. It, it's clear to me with his last statement that he is very interested in your ring. I believe that you have placed us under um, a watchful eye, potentially, that, that places the group at risk uh, over your ring. I, I would ask that while we are here in town, that, that you control your emotions. Um, My emotions. I appreciate your concern. And I will certainly take it into consideration. I am, well, I do believe that much of Zen May's demeanor is a front, perhaps to make him more genial to his clientele. Um, and while I think he can be a nuisance, I do not actually see him as a threat. Well, I, I would say, uh, Warren, you know, when we were at Timex General Store, I did see a a silhouetted figure between two buildings uh, watching us. Um, my my guard is up in this town that that we may be um, being watched. So I think it would be in our best interest to um, tread lightly in town until we get out of here and, and get our supplies. Do you, do you think you can do that until we get out of town and continue along our adventure? Well, I suppose. Well, here, why don't we do this? Um, and he looks down at his garb <laughs> and he says, I am a little bit more ostentatious. Um, so here, um, uh, may I have your hand for a moment? <laughs> uh, no, you may not. The last time that another man placed his hand upon mine, he put me in shackles. Perhaps you do not know my background, but I was a slave. I promise you that is not my case, and I am uh, that is not my intent, and I am not going to grip your hand. I just need your hand for a moment. Stebby declines at this time. Okay, very well. Um, and then he says, well, then I will need to uh, ask uh, Flint for some assistance, so we should probably go catch up to them. Yes, please, let's. And Warren will, like, pick up the pace to catch up to Flint and Sirkin and uh, uh, come up behind Flint and uh, say, Flint, would you mind doing me a favor? Sure. What do you need? You are an honorable man, are you not? Some would say. Do you consider yourself an honorable man? Oh, yes, and then I do. And if I... <laughs> If I place in your care something that is of true value, you will not do anything untoward with it. Of course not. You have my word. Excellent. Um, uh, I am. Uh, I uh, may I have your hand? Uh, Flint extends his hand out. Warren puts his hand with the ring over uh, Flint's hand and uh, picks up his uh, pack from the purchases that he had made at the general store. And he says, when you are uh, done at this next uh, store, please uh, uh, step out into uh, uh, a side alley. And uh, I will, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I should ask this first, Brian. What is the traffic like on the street? 
It's very light, especially as okay. you guys make your way uh, further east along. Um, shit, I just took up my glasses. Canticleer Road, as you guys make mm-hmm. your way further east, it actually gets thinner because the only thing beyond that is the witch tower that had collapsed, Hunclay's mm-hmm. Manor, and of mm-hmm. course the Baroness's Manor on the other side right. of the road. So there's, it gets thinner. All the congestion is more uh, by the general store and at that intersection going north up the road and a little bit to the east, a little bit to the west, but it, you're, you're in a very thin area right now. Um, so Warren will take a quick look around and make sure that no one is, is looking, you know, directly at him, at them. And then he will say, uh, uh, just step, uh, step into a more secluded area and I will, uh, rejoin you. And he, you actually see Warren's form, uh, actually take on the silhouette of flame and then it will flow into the ring and he disappears. Warren does. Warren does. And the ring is in Flint's hand. The ring is in Flint's hand. Okay, Stubby, uh, as your magic trick, <laughs> catching up, Sirkin, you've managed to stop in the middle of this road as Flint and Warren had gone down a side alley behind the Dodgian livery. A few moments later, you see this blinding light, and then you see Flint come back into the road alone. Stubby, you see Flint walking out on the road from behind Sirkin. You're still probably about 30 feet back, but you don't see Warren. I uh, call out to Flint and say, Flint, where is uh, Warren? Um, I believe he might be in my satchel. He gave me possession of his ring and there was a giant beam of flame and he disappeared, but yet I kept his ring. Did he tell you anything else? Just to see if I could hold his ring for safety and that if he could trust me. Hmm. And for reference, Brian, I am aware of everything that's going on around the ring. Okay. As you were previously while you were still stuck within it. Yes. Yes. So as you guys stand between... (laughs) Address number 17 and address number 18. You're standing in the middle of the road at this point. You know that the Devlin's devices is still further east up that road at this point. Seventeen and eighteen. Nothing. We're just standing there, right, at this point. Yeah, he came. uh, Flint came out from behind the dodgy and livery stable, but to the east of that building. So when he comes out, you guys are basically right at the corner of the livery stable and on the east side. Yeah. Right in that area. Okay. So I, I look at Flint and Sirkin and, and say, are you, you guys ready to move, move on Flint? It sounds like that you have Warren at hand protecting him. Um, Thank you. I, I was concerned that that uh, Warren and perhaps the group would be placed into um, additional danger based upon his his uh, interaction with Zenmei. Hmm. We, we should um, protect protect that ring with our lives. 
I may not always agree with Warren's uh, methods, but but he is a part of the group, and we should protect him. And I I start to walk towards uh, Devlin. Devlin's devices. Delbin. 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 With a B. <clears throat> yes, D L B I N. D E L B I N. Sorry, Delbin. Oh. Clint's gonna shoot a look at Cirque and be like, "The hell do you think that was all about?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so as you guys continue moving east along the road, you guys eventually come to the building where there's a rickety-looking sign over the door. It says delbin's devices only the same noise that you heard the previous night really early in the morning i think it was like 1 30 in the morning the hammering and stuff you you don't hear that at all you hear nothing but silence at the door uh can we see any is there any windows of this building uh there are a few windows but they look to be covered over with some kind of a metallic material Okay. Um, but it does look like a shop, though. Like, It looks like a residence that might have been converted into a shop. Okay. Is there any, um, say like it's a house shop type deal, is there a separate area or door that's adjacent to the house that, you know, maybe looks like it would be mainly for the shop? From where you're standing on the front porch, there's only the front door. Okay. And there's no other sign other than the one that was above the park. Yeah, just the one sign above it. Yeah, you'd have to walk around the house to see if there's any other point of egress. But from standing at the front, and it's not a big house either. It's it's fairly small. Hmm. Well, Sebi, if you want to knock on the door and see if he's home, I, it doesn't look much of a shop. It looks more of a residence. Um. I'll- yeah, I'll look at, uh, I'll nod at Flint and uh, knock upon the front door. I stand to the side of the door, though, when I knock. You knock. You don't hear anything for moments. Uh, I'll, I'll knock again, but uh, I'll use the butt of my rapier to, to knock more loudly. <laughs> Who the hell is it on that? You see the door open up. <clears throat> you see this really old man. He's got a receding hairline. Basically looks like has that bozo hair going around his head. All white, frilled out. He's really not much taller than you, Stubby. And I say, Jesus, what the hell are you doing here? I was trying to get some sleep. You didn't make any sleep anymore. What are, you, what are you doing on my my door? What does this look like? Uh, Deblin, we were we were told that uh, you are the uh, creator of magnificent devices. Yeah, 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 I am, but not right now. I'm sleeping. Well, sir, we we did not know that, but but we are interested in your um, your wares. Your you your uh, wares come high, highly recommended. Yeah, I know, I know. Every time I hear the same thing, but you know, I got time for your shit, man. I'm tired. And he closes the door. Come back later. I'm tired. Hmm. Okay. Oh, was that? 
I look at Cirque and I say, I don't know, but these these Mr. Grumpy Gills, I believe we woke him up. Perhaps we can uh per- perhaps we can come back here after we uh, gather our repaired items and and uh head on to uh explore the limestone caves and and um Hunclay's uh manor. All right, works for me. Do you guys want to go anywhere else? Uh, we are just waiting for the stuff to be done at the blacksmith. And I think after that, I don't know, Flint didn't have anything else in mind. I mean, I know you said you wanted, uh, Stebby, you wanted to check out someone's residence. Sorry, I forgot. I don't think I wrote it down. And We're here. We're at Dublin's. Oh, Dublin's? Oh, yeah, it's just Devlin. Dublin's. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but I did uh, Flint. I did I did want to at some point um, look at Hunclay's, you know, manor, since he is no longer here. You know, the the wizard, and see if it it reveals any clues or perhaps items that that may be uh, useful on our adventure. But okay. but we also uh, I, I think this is a good opportunity, uh, Flint and Sirkin. I, I look at both of them that that we gather as much information as we possibly can. Um, you know, from the locals, uh, recall that the uh, half orc is still at the the gray the 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 inn. The was it the gray main inn? The gray uh, hands. hands tavern. Gray hands. Yeah. Um, and recall, first round was upon him. So we we should be good uh, visitors and, and take him upon his offer. The three of you make a perception check. Seven. Flint. Oh, eight. Sirkin. Come on, bring it home. What do you got, Sirkin? 21. 21. Nice. Sirkin, you actually see someone standing under one of the eaves of the livery stable on the western end of it. This individual seems to be looking at the three of you. And when you make eye contact seeing him, you see him disappear into the shadows and move away as though this individual has been watching the three of you. I turned to Stebby and uh, Flint. Did you, get, did you see that? Do you see that guy over there? No. What, what are you talking about, Sirkin? Over by the stables. It looks like someone was watching us. Uh, no, I, I did not see that. You guys want to go check it out? I, I think we should. That That's uh, if you saw... Uh, somebody there and I saw somebody when we were at Timax. Somebody's watching us. They either want the group or they want Warren. Oh, didn't think about it that way. Um, Well, at that point, since we are no longer at the residency, I would like to see, can I go around the building where it's secluded, where no one else, I mean, away from where we saw, where Sirkin saw the guy. You mean you want to go down to the livery stables or you want to go around the building that you're at Just right somewhere now? that's just isolated from everyone. Yeah, There's you not could, so much traffic. You could go around to the uh, eastern uh, side of Delbin's house. Because okay. it looks like there's a large field there. Or not really large, but it's uh, it definitely looks like it's it's big enough for you to you'll be able to see the bridge and there's nothing beyond his area 
Okay. So he'll go behind the building and he'll actually take Warden's ring out of his satchel and put it in his palm and see what it does. See if he pops out of it. Uh, after a couple of moments, um, uh, the ring will like kind of flash like really warm and like flame. Hold on a second. As you feel the need of Flint to pull you out of the ring, you start feeling this resistance pulling you back mm-hmm. slightly into the ring. And you hear this voice. This oh, individual has something that I desire, Warren. And then you feel this energy push you out of the ring as you jettison yourself out of it to be standing right in front of Flint. Uh, Warren, like, so you see like flame, uh, like the, the ring seems to like flicker for a moment and then it seems to uh, like be still. And then about two seconds later is a uh, flame you, kind of erupts up and out of it. And you see Warren and it he's like, the, the flame takes the shape of like his silhouette and then dissipates into him. And he's caught in like a pose where he's looks like someone uh, more like uh, was like uh, arm up, like protecting himself from like someone who is like pushing him or something like that. And uh, his, his, uh, the ring, the the flame has uh, like his his the ring actually uh, reforms like with him with his finger um, in the ring and so he like lifts it up and you see instead of his like more ostentatious garb he has put on his uh, more sedate traveler's clothes um, as he uh, reappears and reforms and he's like oh oh I need to think twice about doing that. Anyways, and then he looks around, says, and you see him like look down at you, Flint, for a moment, and he like kind of like looks at you quizzically, and then says, "Oh, okay. Uh, where are we? Oh, okay. I see the river. Where are we going now?" We are. Stubby believes that we are currently being followed by someone, and I thought it would be best if you would be part of it versus being carried in my satchel. I was like, I agree. also he notices Warden has changed his outfit into traveler's clothes and be like, it's awful, a lot of work for just changing clothes. I'm sure we could have found another place at the end to allow you to change. If you're the you shy wanted, kind. You guys wanted to go to Deblins and I didn't want to split the party. Understood. Where did but Warren there, want to go? Hmm? Where did Warren want to go? Warren is honestly at this point the only thing he's waiting for is for uh Sirkin and Flint to um finish get their the- yeah, finish up with the blacksmith. So I mean like if there's still time to kill, then gray hands it is, as far as Warren's concerned. And you still hear that voice echoing in your head that this individual has something that I desire. Now, who that individual is, whether it's Flint or whether it's Delbin, it's left up to some kind of an interpretation. But we'll worry about that next session. All right.
very good. That was some awesome roleplay, guys. That was exciting. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.